I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence, and I'm joined by Nikita Hyatt, Managing Director Europe at BlueSnap. We're talking about the current state of B2B payments. And one headline I'd like to tackle with you, first of all, is the concern that a failure to embrace automation could jeopardize the UK's recovery from COVID-19. Why would that be? In short, businesses need to keep on top of payments owed to them. This was a pre-COVID thing. They need to keep on top of accounts receivables. It's always been the case, but in the past year, it's become more important than ever. BlueSnap did a progressing payments report where we interviewed 800 decision makers involved in B2B payments. And there were quite a few things in here that, that really kind of came to light. And it's things like through the pandemic, there's really obvious things like 97% of companies that were processing payments through paper checks suffered during COVID-19. No surprise there. But if you don't remove processes like this, you're not going to get out of this. People weren't in the office to collect payments, to process invoices, to collect invoices. And so everything needed to become automated. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck. And companies that didn't automate are finding themselves in a place where they are stuck and they need to get out of it quickly, especially with customers not being able to pay. You need to be able to have a process in place to either help those companies or keep on top of what is owed to you. And to do that manually is incredibly difficult, which is why automation is so important. And we really feel that the companies that don't embrace the automation are the ones that are being left behind and will really struggle to get out of the difficulties that have come about in the last year. What are the sort of things that legacy payment systems need to be replaced by? There's a couple of things here. Well, there are kind of different points in this. When generating invoices, when keeping on top of invoices and doing that manually, that has massive room for error. So like as an example, we have a a client, a customer that uses automation and started using it during the pandemic. And what they were able to do is the AR automation tools that we were able to help them with meant that they were able to manage their late payments. So they had customers that didn't have the means to pay because they didn't have their own customers. And so it's like, okay, well, these companies owe us £120,000. We need this money to be able to pay our suppliers, but they don't actually have any money to pay us. How do we manage this? And it's about having those automation tools to manage that effectively. So, okay, you know what? How much can they afford to pay us? How can we keep on top of this? What is owed to us? When will we get paid? And how can we make sure we're getting paid? And so late payments is a big issue, but late payments when you're not on top of it and you're not expecting it to be late or when you don't know that it's going to be late, that's when it can be an unmanageable problem. There's been a trend away from traditional purchase models a move away from a one-off purchase to a subscription model, for example? Absolutely. So it's things like subscription model, things like paying in installments. So things like paying in installments, is that's becoming much more common to make payments manageable. The subscriptions, so paying that monthly fee to be able to have that over time rather than a one-off. We've seen, I want to say something like, 30% increase in subscriptions on our platform from existing customers who've changed their business models. And I think that all comes into as well, being able to forecast, being able to know that you have these funds coming in and being able to manage your your outgoings and have an effective way of doing that. 
I think the significance of this is it's not just or not even a consumer-based model. This is happening with business as well. Yes, 100%. That's exactly right. So I think what's happened in the B2C space with the, with the consumers, you know, in, in terms of payment methods and ways to collect those payments, that, that's where we've seen, I think, in the past, the innovation and things changing. But in B2B, we are starting to see that movement. We're starting to see that kind of B2B payments revolution, I guess. And things like changing the business models, things like having AR automation so that you can keep on top of things. Like now companies, our report, there was a, a disturbingly large number of companies that still fax invoices, but those companies are needing to, and they have to move away from that, right? Sending emails. So like, for example, with faxing invoices, I used to, I used to work for my dad. He sells fruit and veg, wholesale fruit and veg. And we used to invoice uh, we used to fax invoices and, and, you know, like it's, I'm talking about like 10 years ago, nowadays, no one should be faxing invoices. That's how things get lost. And, and, you know, which is why emails are so important, which is why automated that automating that process is so important. Checks. I mean, people still accept check payments and cash payments and that needs to move away. And we are starting to see that changing. We are starting to see, you know, having a payment link embedded in an invoice so then your customer can click on it and then they have their choice of payment methods. Do they want to pay by card? Do they want to pay by bank transfer? Do they want to pay in installments over a certain period of time? More and more companies are starting to embrace that. And I think what's really interesting is actually almost all the companies know that they need to embrace it. You mentioned faxing invoices there. I'll see your faxing invoices and raise you posting them. Yes. Because I know companies that still print out and post invoices, which is crazy in this day and age. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I think think it comes from often, even if they want to email it, their supply, you know, whoever they're sending it to doesn't have the means to, to get that information in another way. And so it's, it's almost like everyone needs to embrace this automation. Everyone needs to go digital. Otherwise, then you have those gaps. So, the, you know, the companies that post the invoices because their customer only wants a hard copy because they get it and then they give it to someone else in their accounting team who then gives it to the other person in the team who has to enter it on one system. I think we saw something like of, of the survey that we did, it takes 11 hours 15 people on average, 11 hours, 15 people, and four different systems to manage the cycle of a single invoice. I am speechless. Yes. I'm completely I mean, I, I was speechless at the fact that 31% of the uh, of B2B organizations still fax invoices. But I mean, this, yeah, it's crazy. All right, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit more about the subscription model and how that works, because I'm going to bring this up. You recently entered into a partnership with Chargebee. Tell me about the partnership. Tell me about the subscription model. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So BlueSnap have a partnership with Chargebee. They are a brilliant subscription platform, and we have a, a, a fantastic integration with them. And this is for recurring payments on cards, SEPA, and, you know, sort of the, the ACH in the US are the relevant payment methods that businesses want for subscription payments. And, and the reason why this partnership is so important is because we are incredibly aligned in our, in our vision about the subscription economy, about the importance of payments in there. 
the value in giving customers the choice in which payment methods they want to pay in as well. So in the B2B space, for example, it's not just about cards. We need bank transfer payments, back, SEPA, ACH in the US. That's really important. And in the B2B, in the subscription space, these payment methods are, are kind of crucial. When you go into a business that is not operating a subscription model, how do you explain to them the benefits? How do you get them to be able to embrace it within their business model? Because presumably not every business model is going to suit a subscription payment method. Exactly. So so it, it really varies from business to business. And I think one of the things, and Robin, I, I, I think you, you know we've all seen this in the past year, is the interesting places where the subscriptions have popped up. So for example, uh, my local cafe through the pandemic then started selling fruit and veg. So trying to think of things to do. And then as a result, then they had this subscription model where I pay them like 20 pounds a week and they deliver my fruit and veg to me. And this was a cafe where I would go to get my coffee and croissant in the morning. You know, like it's, they, they, they embrace the subscription model. And so I think when speaking to businesses and understanding their requirements and their and their and, and it's not just understanding their payment requirements it's also the model of their business what are their ambitions where do they see their opportunities and how can we help them and subscriptions as a is a is an effective way for some businesses for other businesses actually maybe not subscriptions maybe it's just having installment payment options or buy now pay later options and so it's there is no one size fits all. And I think the level of innovation that we see is quite amazing. Earlier, we were talking about fax machines and the number of people it takes to process an invoice. One thing that I think is really, really important is that we cannot and we shouldn't laugh about that in the fintech space. It's easy to make fun of that and be snobby about it. And, you know, who are these people that do that? These are people like, this is us, you know, we are doing this. There'll be things that I do. There are, there are things where, you know, I will get an invoice in paper sent to me and I haven't changed that, you know, from the person that is sending me that invoice. This stuff is happening. People want to change. And I feel like, you know, I have a responsibility to try and help in that way and not, I think, I guess, laugh at it. The, the stats that we've seen are pretty shocking. They are really surprising, um, especially because I'm in this industry where it's all about automation. But what that really means is that I think we are on the verge of this B2B payments revolution. And, you know, I'd love to advise businesses to get in front of it, and get on top of it, because it'll really, really help. It's not just that. Actually automating the process, apart from speeding it up, and improving your cash flow one way or another by doing so, you're also going to be reducing your own costs significantly. Absolutely. You're going to reduce your costs. You, I, I think one of the, the barriers that we had in the survey is that people, firstly, they don't know what to look for. And then the other thing is that they're worried that it'll mean that they lose some of their workforce or you know, it's going to impl- affect employees. But actually, we have seen at BlueSnap, the businesses that have embraced AR automation they haven't lost members of staff. Instead, their team are able to do the jobs that they're there for. They're able to do it efficiently. They have the tools they need to keep on top of payments, to keep on top of, of, of invoices and the invoice cadences, et cetera. And having a system that feeds into their accounting and ERP system means that they can just keep on top of it rather than 
not being on top of it. So actually it's helped with the team. It helps with customer satisfaction and, and, you know, ultimately it helps you keep on top of your costs so you don't lose money. Nikita Hyatt, Managing Director Europe at Blue Snap. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Robin.